Hey everybody, welcome to Hard Time Strongman Podcast. This is Six, I'm flying solo today. We are talking about hurricane preparedness. Buckle up, here we go. All right, everybody. Like I said, we are talking hurricane preparedness today. This is going to be a series on preparedness for natural disasters. I can talk about this because I just went through two hurricanes down here in Florida. We got hit by Ian and Nicole within 43 days of each other. So what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to teach you how to prepare for these things. Why? Because we're on the tail end of hurricane season. In fact, it's almost over. We got about maybe four days, but it's never too early to start preparing for next year. So what's a hurricane? A hurricane is a cyclone that has originated in the Atlantic or Eastern Pacific. Uh, it is a large swirling storm, starts as a tropical disturbance, and ends up as a hurricane once the sustained wind speeds have reached 74 miles an hour. Once it hits that, the Saffir-Simpson hurricane wind scale kicks into gear, and it gives the hurricanes a 1-5 to five rating or category based on its max sustained wind speed. So the higher the category, the greater the potential for property damage and bodily injury. The Saffir-Simpson hurricane wind scale categories are as follow. Cat 1, wind speeds of 74 to 95 sustained miles per hour. Cat 2 is winds of 96 to 110. Cat 3, 111 to 129 miles an hour. Cat 4, which was Hurricane Ian, Wind speeds of 130 to 156 miles per hour. Cat 5 is wind speeds in excess of 157 miles per hour. So let's talk about the hurricane. The hurricane is made up of an eye. It's the hole in the middle of the storm. The winds can be light. The skies can be partly cloudy or even clear. Surrounding that is the eye wall. It is just a ring of devastating thunderstorms. They swirl around the eye. And the winds are the strongest and the rain is the heaviest there. Past that, you have your rain bands. So these bands are basically the arms of the hurricane. They are made up of clouds and rains, and they could reach out from the eye for hundreds of miles. And they contain thunderstorms and sometimes tornadoes. So while we're down here getting battered by a hurricane, somebody up in, say, Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia could be getting hit by tornadoes from one of the arms. So we talked about hurricane season being right now at the end of it. Hurricane season runs from June 1st through November 30th. Hurricanes get named from one of six rotating lists. They get named when they become tropical storms. So that would be right around wind speeds of in excess of 39 miles per hour, but short of 74 miles an hour. So if this hurricane does a lot of damage, the name that it's given is taken off of that list, but it's replaced with the name of Simple letter for future use. Let's get into how to prepare for this. So before the storm, you should be preparing, especially if you live in an area where hurricanes frequently hit. So here in Florida, we are always on edge. We're always preparing for this. So what should you have? You should have a disaster kit. This includes food and water that will last three to four days. Keep in mind that the average person requires 1.2 gallons of water per day. If you have animals, especially dogs, they also require water daily. Dogs require about 2 liters of water per day. Cats require much less, 
but then they're also the spawn of Satan. Stockpile canned food that doesn't require added water or milk. Before the storm hits, you should probably start by consuming your perishable food first in the event that power does go out during the storm. If you are sheltering in place at home, you should be filling your bathtub with water. This will give the average person about three days worth of drinking water, and it will also allow for your toilet to be flushed by transferring the water from the tub to the toilet. They also make this handy thing called a bathtub bladder, where you just put it in the tub itself and fill it with water, and that prevents uh, debris from falling into the water and making it undrinkable. In the event of an emergency, your hot water heater has enough water to keep one person alive for a month. And you can find the instructions on how to access that water online. You need to prepare your fridge and freezer in the event of the power grid going down. Like I said, consume your perishable food first. You should be filling your fridge and freezer with bottled water and sealed non-perishable food. Keep in mind that the more full your freezer is, the longer your items are going to retain your cold temps and keep the overall temperature down. This also applies to the fridge. So put all of your ice from your ice maker into plastic bags to fill spaces and freeze water bottles to do the same. You should have a supply of your prescription medication on hand. Have a few weeks of it because you never know how long the effects of the hurricane will last, i.e., you know, if power goes down, have all your necessities. This includes white light sources like flashlights, candles, flares, what have you. Keep a manual can keep a manual can opener, have a fully stocked first aid kit, a NOAA compatible radio, hygiene products. We also recommend that you have a handheld radio, such as a Baofeng on hand. If you're friends with your neighbors, make sure they have one as well. Make sure your frequencies are planned in. And make sure your frequencies are programmed in so that you can get in contact with each other you know, before, during, after the hurricane, because cell towers may be down, you know, they may be trapped. You may be trapped. It's an easy way to check on your neighbors, even during the hurricane without having to put yourself in danger. Have transportable supplies. Should you want to evac by vehicle? Because you may need to, it may be a mandatory evacuation. This means it's smaller supplies of food and water. Uh, you should have flares. You should have jumper cables, physical maps of the area. You should have extra cans of gas. Check on all of your supplies, especially if you stockpile them and you're planning on shelter in place. Check on your supplies every few months. Make sure that they haven't spoiled. You need to keep inventory of what you have and what you need. Keep track of your expiration dates. If you have batteries, check on them. We were actually gifted a a handy little thing called a battery daddy. This thing keeps an enormous supply of batteries within it, and it's protected in a hard plastic shelled case. But the important thing is it comes with a battery tester. Should you decide to shelter in place, how do you fortify your home? Well, as a disclaimer, no amount of fortification will ever 100% save your house. Hurricanes are the physical manifestation of the finger of God. They are absolutely destructive acts of nature with no physical weaknesses that you can exploit. They can and will erase anything from the face of the earth. So getting away from the doom and gloom, 
keep and ensure your homeowners and renters insurance is up to date. I can't stress that enough. Have that stuff up to date. Make sure your protections are adequate. If you live in a flood zone, have insurance for that. Secure your windows and points of entry. This includes using or this includes utilizing hurricane shutters or plywood, having hurricane anchors in your walls around points of entry and your windows. Have wind mitigation to make sure that your roof can't just be ripped off by high winds. Reinforce your garage door. Know how to turn off the power and gas your home should you suffer a leak. Trim or cut down the trees and branches close to your home because there is a danger of high winds and those trees falling on your home. And that is an issue. That is a serious, serious issue. And I had to deal with that as well because a neighbor's tree fell on the power line of our house and we almost lost power because of that. Thank God for braided cables. That's all I got to say. Buy a generator. Let me say it again. Buy a generator. I know they're expensive, but should you lose power, that is going to be your lifeline. When you're going to buy a generator, calculate the needed wattage for what you need to run it for in your home. Avoid buying more or less than what you need. Have multiple gas cans, the five-gallon variety, on hand to fuel that generator. And above all else, I hate to say this because it should be common sense, but in today's society, if there's one thing I've learned, common sense is not that common. So I'm going to say it. Do not run a generator inside of your home or inside of your garage. The risk of carbon monoxide poisoning is insanely high. It will kill you. Don't be that guy. So next is designate a safe room. This safe room is your Alamo. It should have no exterior doors or windows. There should only be one way in or out of this and have supplies stored there. So make a family plan and make sure that your family knows this plan. Practice, practice, practice. You need to pay attention to the news. Hurricanes move relatively slowly due to their massive size, but they can and do often pick up speed and change course at a moment's notice. Hurricane Ian was supposed to plow through my house, but at the last minute it changed course and went just south of us. Make note of the evacuation routes around you. Keep up to date with traffic and evacuation notices because when they tell you to get out, that is not when you start prepping to get out. You should already be prepared to get in the car and leave at that time. 30-minute drives can quickly become six-hour traffic jams or longer. Know the back roads and keep your vehicles filled with gas. Have a rally point. So this is somewhere that you designate that should you know a mandatory evacuation be necessary, this is where you're going. So arrange ahead of time where you're going to be going. Make sure that you have permission to be there. Do not be the guy that picks somebody's random house and you show up and you get greeted by the barrel of a gun. Keep a physical copy of your evacuation plan on hand. Same reason we want you to carry physical maps. Your phone could lose power. If you have a digitized copy of all this stuff, you may be screwed. Plan ahead on that. Also, one last thing for before the hurricane, have cash on hand. If the power goes out, they're not going to be able to process your credit cards. Nobody's going to take your Visa or MasterCard. They're going to look at you and laugh. Have cash on hand so you can barter for supplies should you need them. 
So during the hurricane, if you shelter in place, oh man, is it going to get noisy? Is it going to get windy? Is it going to get rainy? I got woken up at, I want to say two or three in the morning by super high winds and rain hitting the windows like jackhammers. It is not going to be a fun time. Get through it as best you can. Make sure you're safe. Make sure your family's safe. Keep track of the path of the hurricane. Utilize your NOAA radio. If you have a Baofeng, turn it on. Listen to the local news. Listen to your emergency emergency frequencies. Know when things are about to get bad so that you can prepare ahead of time. Communicate with your neighbors if you have a radio. Check on them. Make sure they're doing okay. Do not put yourself or your family or others into harm's way. This is a very, very dangerous thing. Treat it like such. So immediately after the storm, stay inside until the storm has passed completely. I mean, if you go outside and you're in the eye of the storm, that could be a tricky little bugger. Because what comes next? The opposite eye of the storm. You know, that that eye wall is going to slam you. Don't go outside until you're sure that the storm has completely passed. If you evacuated, don't return until local officials say that you can and that it's safe. If you sheltered in place, conduct an initial damage assessment of your immediate area, so your house. Check on your family. Make sure that they're okay and nobody's injured. Check the structural integrity of your home. Make sure that there's no hazards like down power lines, gas leaks, flooding, sharks swimming in the streets. I kid you not. In both hurricanes, there were videos of sharks swimming in the streets. Don't play with the wildlife, kids. Stay somewhere safe. Don't go out sightseeing. So many people have gotten killed or injured because they went out just checking out the local sites, seeing what got destroyed, seeing what's open. Don't do that. Because like I said, there could be down power lines, gas leaks, tree branches, dangling, uh, flooding, washed out roadways, you know, the dangerous wildlife, sharks, and, you know, down here in Florida, there's alligators. Plus, the added traffic is going to clog roadways and prevent emergency personnel from getting to people who actually need the help. So do everyone a favor, right after the storm, stay home, stay in your immediate area. Get in touch with your neighbors, check on them, make sure that they are doing okay. If they need any help, give it to them. This is what we call doing your, as a dismount, I had to learn this, you know, your ones, your five, 10, 15, 25, 50, 100 yard checks. You know, check your immediate area and go out from there. Stay on top of the radio. Figure out what's going on. Tune in to local radio station. If TV's available, check out the news. You know, check out your emergency frequencies. Listen into what's going on so that you know what's going on around you. Don't drink anything that you haven't prepared yourself or preserved yourself. Tap water is not safe. You have bottled water, use it. If you can boil water because you don't have tap water or you don't have bottled water, do that. If you do help your neighbors, know your limits. Know your physical and mental limits. Don't exceed what you know, what your skills are, and what your abilities are. If you were injured, take care of yourself first. Try to get someone else help if they are injured. But don't do it yourself. 
don't risk your own life. Don't risk making your injury worse than it already is. Stay out of your floodwaters. Like I said earlier, <laughs> there could be sharks swimming in that. There could be alligators in there. But there could also be raw sewage in there. <clears throat> there could be hazardous chemicals. There could be bacteria. There could be underwater hazards that you don't see, like sinkholes, like um, tangled branches under the water in a fast current. I mean, if that drags you under and you're stuck entangled in branches, you could drown. Don't risk that. Stay out of the floodwaters. I don't recommend using candles immediately afterwards. There could be a risk of fire. I mean, if you have a gas leak, it, it, fire plus gases. A fun combination if you're not in an emergency situation. But otherwise, it can be disastrous. So use flashlights, use battery operated candles. In the days afterwards, keep in mind there could be road closures. They could still be repairing things. There could be extended power outages. Make sure that you're still being smart about prepping and eating food safely. Hopefully by the time the hurricane has passed, you've already consumed your perishable food because if the power has gone out, there is a risk that your food could spoil. If it smells weird, if it looks weird, if it has a weird texture, get rid of it. Do not risk it. It is not worth it. You can survive for a while, a while without food, but you can only last three days without water. Water is critical. When it's safe, contact your insurance companies. Make sure you take lots of pictures so you can document any damage so that you can justify your claim. Be proactive about it because that process is an absolute pain for anyone who's had to go through it through hurricanes, tornadoes, fires. If you've had to file an insurance claim, it is a pain. If the conditions are too bad for you to stay, leave. Don't risk it. It is not a risk it for the biscuit kind of moment. Leave. Make sure you're taking care of your pets as well. They're just like us. They can get stressed out. They can be afraid. They can be agitated. Try to make them as comfortable as possible. I have a dog. I will safely say that we do not deserve dogs. <laughs> so I will 100% vouch that you need to take care of them. Check on your people. Hurricanes are an extremely traumatic experience. This can be especially true for kids. Talk to them. Really listen to them. Aside from that, talk to people. You know, talk to your family members that are there. Talk to your friends. Talk to your neighbors. Make sure that everybody's still mentally there. Because if you are on a mental decline, if you are slipping into depression, anxiety, that kind of stuff, you are no longer an asset. You are becoming a liability. But keep your wits about you so that you can be an asset to others and to yourself. If you lose someone during the hurricane, take time to grieve. Bottling it up. And just sleeping on it for days, weeks, years at a time will do you no good. Take time to grieve if you've lost someone. Be there for people who have lost others. Like I said at the beginning, hurricanes are the physical manifestation of the finger of God. And I know I stole that from the movie Twister, but it's true. So to recap, we talked about preparing ahead of time. We talked about your food requirements. We talked about your necessities, your transportable supplies. We talked about checking your supplies. We talked about fortifying your house, having a generator, having a safe room, having a family plan, having a rally point, having cash on hand, 
what to do during the hurricane. Basically, hold on to your butts. We talked about communicating with your neighbors. I can't stress this enough. Have a handheld two-way radio. Communicate with your neighbors, especially if they have them. After the hurricane, be safe. Check on yourself first. Check on your family first. Check on your home first. And then check on others, but don't go too far. Hurricanes are something that affect everyone. Lend a hand. Be human. Above all else, like our friends over in First Response Fieldcraft say, be an asset, not a liability. As we say, stay in the fight. This involves being prepared, training, having a plan. Gear can only get you so far. Skills are what get you to the finish line, and they're what keep you alive. Utilize your skills. Learn new skills. These are all things that can get you through the worst of times. Join us next week. We're actually going to have the guys from First Response Fieldcraft on. We're going to be talking about so much stuff. I'm excited. These guys are so knowledgeable in fieldcraft and bushcraft. It is two different things. I didn't know that until I started talking to them. I've had so many knowledge bombs dropped on me by these guys, and I can't wait to share that with you guys. So join us next week. We'll have those guys on. In the meantime, thanks for joining me today. Stay safe. Be prepared. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Bye, everybody.